Lock Podcast. I'm Mandy Mitchell, sports anchor at WRAL in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you're listening to this, you've likely read our blog. If not, please check it out, ablockblog.com. Today, I am joined by WBTW morning anchor Rusty Ray. Now, Rusty has been working in Myrtle Beach for more than a decade as an anchor. He started at the station as a bureau reporter in Little Lumberton, North Carolina. That's when I got to know him. He also taught a class at Coastal Carolina University about writing. If you are a TV news geek, such as myself, you have probably come across a few tweets from the account Tired TV Terms. Well, that's Rusty's creation. It's a collection of rather snarky and fun references to the stuff we say on TV, like calling a fire a blaze or calling a tornado violent. Are there any other kinds of tornadoes? That account has almost 8,000 followers. Rusty ran it anonymously for years, recently passed it on to focus on other things. Anyway, that's why he's today's guest. We are talking about writing and how to find story ideas. My first question to Rusty, is writing overlooked in a newsroom? I think it's supremely overlooked. I think that we are under a lot of stress to put out a product and to put out um, shows, not just a show, but in some cases, especially in the mornings like where I work, we do multiple hours. We do five and a half hours of news in our studio every single morning, various shows and various formats, but from 4.30 a.m. until 10 a.m. every morning. Our studio is hot, and we have to fill it with content and every single day. And so that that's the demand that we're under is to fill that time. So many people are just worried about getting something on the air, and they may just say, well, this is how it's read on, the, on our website. And, and in some newsrooms, like our newsroom in the past, the emphasis has been let's get it on the web and let's get the information on the web and social first. And then, of course, you know, the newscast may not start for another hour. So by the time that rolls around, we'll have it on there. And so the, the need to fill and the need to get the story and the need to um, provide the information quickly, sometimes you overlook the quality of writing. I think that that's been the case forever, not just in the Internet age and in the social media age. But I, I just I think it goes back to a fundamental lack of knowing the basics. And yeah, everybody says, oh, yeah, active voice, sure. But then when you get a script from CNN or you watch the 630 News at night on the, on the big boys on the national level and their scripts are not active voice and their writing is cliched and their shooting is sloppy and their editing is sometimes sloppy, it's like, well, does that stuff even really matter? Because we have to get the story on the air. You and I think it does matter. So that that is the one thing that's important. How do you get past, you know, the deadlines and everything else? And how have you personally said, hey, I'm going to make sure my writing stays at a high level? Well, anybody that, that sees me between about 3.40 in the morning and about 4.15 or 4.20 in the morning when I go downstairs to get on the air at 4.30, they, they see maybe smoke coming out of my ears and off my fingertips because I'm, I'm pounding through the scripts and our morning rundowns as, as quickly and as effectively as I can. And it's almost to the point now, and I, I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this in a conceited way, but the producers in our shop are kind of like, well, how would Rusty like to see this script? Or in the case of our team, Rusty and my co-anchor, uh, Patsy, how would they like to see this script? And, it, and it's, it's constant reminders from us. It's constant, hey, did you see this? I think we need to say it this way. Uh, why are we doing this this way? Where did we get this information? Are we Are we... Is this how we reported it last night? Is this something that you got from CNN? Is this something that you saw from our station uh, in Spartanburg? Do we, do we need to retool this a little bit? And it's just constant. And, you know, eight years in the mornings 
I've got a routine down and I've just, I'm just kind of hammered through it at times and, and thinking, can we write this differently? Can we do this better? Can we make it more concise, more engaging, and definitely more active voice? So what can a young producer do, someone who comes into your shop or maybe a, a similar sized market or a young anchor who has to write their own scripts? What are a couple of quick things that you can pass on to them that they can do to do this better, to write better quickly? Just think about the story that you're telling and think about, okay, where are we getting the information? What's the newest information? You know, especially in the mornings, we're always thinking about what's the newest. If we're looking ahead to the day, you know, today we could find out more about such and such. Today we hope to know who police have arrested in response to this and this and this. You know, today city council will decide, okay, think about that. Think about, okay, it's the viewer of this show. We know that uh, he or she is likely sitting up in bed because it's 11 o'clock at night. Or he or she, because it's 7.30 in the morning, is uh, trying to get out the door to go to work. We, we think about the audience. We think about the information, why we're reporting it, wh- from, from what source are we reporting it. Different anchors are going to have different styles. Uh, you know, we get a lot of scripts that we run from our evening shows the night before that we, you know, we try to freshen up for the next day if we can. And I, I pick out some of the things that our longtime evening anchor likes to put in there. That's, that's his style. I don't think it's wrong. It's just that I would rather say it a different way, just these little nuances and uh, little sayings and things like that. Maybe it's an adjective here or there. Maybe I add an adjective here or there or, or add something or add a little line about something that pertains to that particular area. I've lived here for almost 14 years. I, I know where these neighborhoods are. I know where these landmarks are. I know uh, the relevance of the case. So, the producer approaching it with a clean slate used to keep those other things in mind. A young anchor, okay, pick up some things along the way. Listen to all the newscasts and watch, if you're new in town, watch the other newscasts on your station and others. You know, drive with your eyes open, I always say. You know, find out what's going on in your town. And then when you see the scripts about something in particular, you can maybe add one or two little thoughts that may make it more impactful. That was going to be my next question to you. You were someone who started out as a reporter and you were able to get to know the area before you moved on to the desk. How important is it to to know what you're talking about when you're trying to write a script and to know this stuff inside and outside, not have to look it up? You you know your towns. I think it's very important. I think it gains viewers' trust. I think that you don't want to go overboard to the point where, especially if you're brand new, that you think, oh, yeah, I, I was out last night and somebody told me they were from such and such. And they, you try to be colloquial or you go overboard in trying to to impress your viewers that, oh, yeah, I know how to say this, or <clears throat> I know what that's about. I think that genuineness is built through that, and I think your credibility and, and being a genuine member of the community for a long time shows in your comfort in talking about things. And, oh, you, know, you talk to the weatherman in a crosswalk, oh, yeah, I remember last year about this time we were still dealing with freezing temperatures, or you know, uh, the folks down on the water there, that breeze in the afternoon, that really kicks up over there. I know we were out there last week. And yeah, it just, I mean, it's just the silly little things that you decide to throw in there purposefully and that you decide to throw in there for the right reasons that I think with viewers can go a long way. As long as it's factual, as long as you're not stretching the truth. I've seen plenty of that. And I've seen plenty of people try to kind of fake assimilate into the local area. And they're, you know, they're here for a couple of years and they're gone. And it's like, boy, that person really made a fool of him or herself just trying to be cool, trying to be local. 
if people know that you've been around and they've seen you around, it, it shows and, and you start to get that feedback on a personal level when you, when you run across people in public. Now, for somebody who hasn't been around for a long time like you, more than a decade, what is somebody, you know, they're starting out as a reporter, anchor in a, a small market. What can they do to get to know the market and, and to understand what makes that market go? It's all about it's about talking to people. It's about going a little bit outside of yourself and, and being, you know, trying to, in an uncomfortable way, if, if it's not your personality, appear comfortable with people and just talk to them and ask them a few simple questions. And if you see something you don't know the answer to, ask somebody. You know, if, if, even if you have to go five feet or five minutes out of your way, stop in and say, you know, I was just curious about this. And more times than not, somebody may be able to give you an answer. And if there's the credibility of working for the local TV station that comes with it, they know you're not crazy. They they think you're just genuinely curious. I think that that goes a long way. And, and stopping and, and asking when you're pumping gas, if you see something, ask somebody. If you see a sign beside the road, call City Hall and say, you know, I, I saw a notice for a meeting coming up. What, what does that happen to be about? It's about having your eyes open and not just, you know, getting in your car, turning on your, uh, turning on your radio, driving to work, getting out, going in, you know, struggling for a story idea. And then going home and, and watching Netflix or going out on a Friday night and not remembering anything. It, it's about asking questions and being naturally curious. And that involves going outside of yourself a little bit, but I think it could go a long way. And then it just becomes a natural process. And if you're only there for two years, then, then that's good. You'll be better served. And if you're there for 12 years, even better. And it just becomes a part of your life. You kind of address this with that last answer about you know, asking questions and being there, but it's really intimidating for young reporters to come up with story ideas. So can you remember back to like a long time ago when you started, how you, you started there in that area and how you were able to come up with story ideas? I would call, I would call cops and I would call other people that I know and say, what's going on? And more often than not, they'd say, nothing, nothing's going on, Mr. Rusty, everything's fine. You know, or I remember uh, several Sundays, especially in the South, Sundays, everything is so slow and everything is so quiet and it's so hot in the summertime. Nobody is doing anything good, at least. And when I worked in a, in a bureau in our North Carolina counties, uh, several Sundays, I got in the news vehicle and I just drove for a couple hours at a time looking for something because I didn't have a story idea. And I would just look to see what was going on. And sometimes I would stop and see and I had a police scanner in the vehicle and I could listen and sometimes I would happen upon things that they just happened, breaking news or spot news. But it was, I was by myself. I had to rely on myself. And there were many days, Sundays especially, where I just didn't have anything and I would have to call the producer at a certain point and say, look, I've tried, I've called, this fell through, this got canceled, this, I can't get anybody to call me back. And, you know, I went out and looked and there was nothing there and, I checked the newspaper and I didn't see anything there. And, you know, that happened. I, I, you can't will something to happen. You can't create something out of nothing most days. And so there were several days that I guess through the grace of my producers and my managers, I just didn't have anything. I, I think that that just happened. You can't, you can't make something that's not there, but you can always try to find new ways to get those story ideas. And, and that's what it was about. Whether I was driving around aimlessly around a huge rural County or, I was on the phone with my producer saying, well, why don't we try something else? That's the best I could come up with at that point. I'm certain that even though there were days you didn't come up with anything, there there was a time that you were driving around where you found something. So can you tell us a story of, of maybe just stumbling upon a story? Yeah, I, I it was a Saturday uh, and it was in North Carolina and I was driving back from a, I, I had a story 
uh, already shot. And I, and I think that in, in those days, and especially if I was working weekends now, in a, in a, especially in a rural area, I would try to shoot a weekend story ahead of time. If it was evergreen, but yet still relevant enough, or it was pertaining to the week, you know, the, the following week, and we can maybe preview something, I would shoot something ahead of time and then just edit it and turn it around on Sundays to have it in the shows. But on this particular, I believe it was a Saturday, I'd shot a story and I was on the way back to my office and I had the police scanner on in the truck and I heard that there was a really bad crash and I was probably three miles away from where, where they reported it happening. So I drove over there and it was on a, a highway where the speed was always high. It was a very dangerous area. And it was a guy <clears throat> coming back from playing golf in Myrtle Beach and he hit a car that had three elderly women in it and he and all three women died. So there's four people killed. I was there, the highway patrol had just gotten there. And so I got out and I, I shot video as best I could. And then I, I found some people standing beside the road and they were talking about, oh, this, this is the worst stretch of this road. It's so dangerous. So I got sound from them and I got sound from highway patrol. And next thing I know, I've got another package in my hands. And so not only do I have a package in the can already shot, but then I had this spot news, you know, I shot a quick stand up and explained myself. I called the producer in, in Myrtle Beach and I said, look, this is what's going on. You know, he said, absolutely. And so I got back and I edited that. And so it just happened. I mean, I, I was driving, I was listening. I was kind of like, my pressure of getting a story was already off for the day. And it was a terrible scene, obviously. Four people killed and um, pretty nasty crash. I don't think I'll ever forget it. But it just, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're, you're there and, and you got to make the best of it. And uh, I put together a lead story that night. Thanks so much to Rusty Ray of WBTW for taking the time to chat with us today. As always, remember to follow the podcast and the blog. That's at A Block Blog on Twitter. I'm Mandy Mitchell. Thanks for listening to the A Block Podcast.